All right, Mike, this is the test audio for you to do your thing with. Um, I'm going to give you three topics and you can do what you want with them visually and musically. The first topic is going to be a fake commercial. The second topic is going to be a story about a song I wrote. And the third topic is going to be based in comedy. So here we go. Want to get away? Southwest Airlines has flights all over the country at discounted rates. Fly to places like Washington, D.C. Go and see the Midwest. Go to the Dakotas. We have rates all over Southern California right now. Want to go deep south? Go see all the historical slave plantations in the deep south. Want to get away? Southwest Airlines has the flights you want. Thank you. And next, I'm going to talk about a song I wrote. And the song is called Joyous Tears. So how it started is basically this is around the time I was skipping school. So I would uh, basically uh, go out of the classroom. You know, say I had to go to the bathroom. Then I would leave the classroom. And then I would occasionally walk outside the school, dodge the truancy officer that used to sit right at the uh, the end of the driveway facing outward. So I would walk behind him and go down the soccer field at Parkway North in, on Fifi Road in Creepcore, Missouri. And then there's a hill that slopes down behind that soccer field. I would go around that hill, go through some trees, and go to the sidewalk, walk up that sidewalk down Fifi Road, past the Dunkin' Donuts, all the way to Manchester Boulevard. Manchester Boulevard had a bus stop. Now, the whole time while I was doing that, there was this song in my head. There was this melody, not even a song. It was just a tiny little melody that, that just popped into my mind, and it went, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And that just... I just kept repeating that over and over. Do, 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 do. And and it, it just, I, I kept on playing it. And at that time, I was really big into the 90s R&B and the, the way those sounds were kind of developing. I was, it, it was really, I was really drawn to that. So what I did was I actually uh, built a harmony and melody and lyrics around that. By the time I got to that bus stop, I got on the bus, I pulled out my notebook, and I started writing. And I used to have this kind of pretend R&B group in my head, kind of my dream R&B group, you know. And and so I, I would sing the parts as if I were each one of those members just to get the five-part harmony down. It was the first song I'd ever written in five-part harmony. And so by the time I got off that bus... The song was finished and the name of the song was called joyous tears and it's something about driving along you know on that bus and traveling and and you know just kind of passing up everything it really stimulated my uh neurons to really kind of write something that i thought ended up being great and ended up being still to this day one of my favorite songs ever written that i've ever written and so the song was just you know essentially about just having 
you know, moments where you cry tears of happiness. You know, it's it's one of those magical moments. And uh, six years after I wrote that, because I wrote it at, you know, 17, 18 years old, six years after I wrote that, I had a, a son. And that son would be one of those moments where I cried joyous tears. I was so happy. And it was such a, it, it marked such a life-changing moment where it's like, wow, here's this baby born today where it would represent a shift in my responsibilities and life trajectory to where now it's not about me anymore. It's about me and him and taking care of him and pouring into him. So that would be the time I actually sang the song. I wanted it to be the very first song he ever heard. And I sang it to him while he was in an incubator because it was a preemie. And so as I was singing it to him, I, I was really overwhelmed and happy and had that moment of joyous tears. And uh, that is the end of that story, which though transitions into the next story, which is about my son. And it's not really easy to talk about because this is a difficulty I've had to deal with with my son for a long time. And it's about his huge head. My child has a really, really big, enormous head and uh, it's, it's dangerous. It damaged his mother who's never recovered, you know, having him, you know, passing that enormous head through her uterus, you know, and then me having to deal with and explain to people growing up that that was just the way it is. It's fine. You know, every kid has abnormalities. Mine just so happens to have a big balloon float like head. I mean, you know, if you ever seen the Mayday Parade with, with the large Charlie Brown, you know, large Snoopy head, that's pretty much the explanation. Now, the doctor said at first that his body would grow into his head, but that never happened. His head kept growing disproportionate to his body. And I've lost so many friends and family and opportunities because I've had to explain something to them that they were afraid of and they just did not want to be associated with. There are people who won't talk to me to this day because they think that something is going to happen bad to them if they're around a kid with a head that big. And I don't blame my, my son for having a head like that. You know, but it's like, why? Why me, God? Why did I have to have the son with the incredibly enormous head? You know. So that's it, Mike. That's your audio. Take it. Do what you want to do with it. You got all the opportunity in the world. Let me see your creativity. Love you very much, regardless of the huge head. And uh, get back to me as soon as you can. Peace.